Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thank you to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Danielle LaPointe. She's the Director of Athletics at Manatee High School in Bradenton, Florida. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, we're excited to have uh, someone uh, from your area of Florida. We're looking forward to it. Well, as you know, the life of an athletic director uh, these days in particular is very busy. So we're going to jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and, and maybe how your involvement and your love of sports uh, led to that first teaching and coaching job. Okay. Um, originally from New York, East Greenwich, New York, it's a suburb outside of Albany. Um, I started playing sports as you know, one of my first memories, um, played baseball and Little League and, and did all of that. Um, you know, my dad was big into sports, so I just kind of followed right into his footsteps. Um, in high school, I played soccer and lacrosse. Um, I did have an experience when I was younger, much younger, probably eight years old, maybe, um, where people were questioning me being on a baseball team, being a female. And that was the first time that um, the way I looked came into play. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for that now because it's really shaped the way I think and see a lot of different things when it comes to athletics, because I don't ever want anyone to ever feel that way. So um, that's just one of my earliest memories of sports and how it really has shaped who I am today and why I do what I do. So I went to college. Um, started a club lacrosse team with some friends, which was a very, very cool experience to be part of. The majors there take a lot of courses um, because you have to take every sport. You sports, half a credit, so you end up taking a large amount of courses. So um, the lacrosse coach wanted all of her players to be on five-year plans, and I was not interested in staying here longer than I needed to. So I ended up, um, we played the club all four years, which was awesome, and then I ended up graduating early. So I just stayed and got my master's um, in health. So that was great. So I graduated and it snowed on my day of graduation. And I, uh, I've always wanted this little girl to move to Florida. So I drove down to Florida the next day and I got a job and been here ever since. Um, I started at a middle school my first year. I was at a middle school and I was coaching. And the next year, um, there was a high school down the street getting ready to open. It wasn't even built yet. And um, I was lucky enough to, be, to jump on board with that. 
So I got to open a new school as a teacher and as a coach, which is a great experience. You get a wealth of information and knowledge from that. Um, and then that AD position became open in like two years, I, I believe. Um, and I wasn't really given the chance for it, nor I did want it. I really felt like an AD's role could help the entire athletic program. You know, the, they could affect every athlete in, in the entire school. They could do so many positive things. It had just a large outcome of positivity that that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I wasn't given a chance and I was bummed about it. So I really had two options. I could either complain about it or I could do something about it. So I tried, I decided um, I was going to do something about it so I could never be overlooked again. And that's when I enrolled in uh, my doctorate program at North Central University um, in athletic administration. So I started that venture. Um, was, I was at, that was at Liberty High School in Kissimmee. I was there for five years. Um, and then my husband got a job over here on the West Coast. So I started looking for a job over here. And that's when I landed at Manatee High School. Um, I've been here for, I'm going into my sixth year here. Um, I have since graduated with my doctoral uh, degree, which was incredibly difficult, but um, very excited to be here. And I was at two uh, large schools with very different um, situations, and it's been a huge help in how to uh, you know think outside the box and, and what works um, and what doesn't. And, and I just think um, I'm very grateful for the experiences that I, I've, I've had so far as an athletic director. Oh, it sounds like a great journey. Um, in our business, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentors. Um, who have been some of your mentors, uh, either growing up or professional mentors, that as you go about your uh, daily routine at Manatee High School, you can still hear their voice and their encouragement in your head? I would say the two people who really stick out for me, um, my dad is definitely one of them. I've always been, a, a, he's just a great person and I hope I can live up to, to what he is one day. Um, and the other person who I would not be where I am without is um, Chuck Hitt. He is a retired AD from Harmony High School. And when I first got my AD job, I, I was younger. I was, I think I was 26. And, and I didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> and I think that's probably the, the first thing for all ADs. You just don't know what you, you don't know. And he really took me under his wing. And I, I could call and ask him questions without judgment. And if there was something to do and he didn't think I knew about it, he would have given me a call. And he, we would talk through situations because sometimes the bylaws and the policies are the simplest things to understand. So he would uh, definitely we could talk through them and, and try to figure it out. So without his guidance, um, I don't. Think I'd be the AD that I am today. I mean, there's just always room for improvement, but he he has been a huge factor um, in in what I do. I can't say thank you enough to him. Um, you know, you've had the um, opportunity to be an athletic director at, at two different schools here in Florida. You know, different settings. Um, how have you seen the job of the athletic director? change uh let's say you know in the last 10 years uh you know how is it different from when you you know first uh first got involved huh i was gonna say it would be an easier question to answer um well the compliance requirements have just doubled tripled there there's so much more that a, a, an athlete needs there that a, that a coach needs 
would say the big thing is the coach teams. And now we have the Zachary Martin that they just started. And there's just so many different aspects that we need to be monitoring at all times. Um, but I would say that's just part of the job. I'd say one of the biggest things that I deal with, unfortunately, way too often is social media. That has really changed how athletic directors have done their jobs. There, there is, you know, if you have 850 athletes in your school, there's 850 social media accounts that potentially could have issues or could not have issues. It's, it's, and the stretch of social media is, is very um, beyond imagine, I guess, when it comes to high school sports. Let's, um, let's go and talk about Manatee. You know, you've been there now, I think you said it was your seventh year. Um, I'm going to six. What are some things that um, when you first came to Manatee and you're kind of, you know, uh, taking the temperature, what was one thing maybe that uh, you looked at and said, well, guys, they're doing a pretty good job here, but uh, I think we can do better. Uh, or just something that you've brought new that you're particularly proud of. Hmm. Manatee was built with a lot of tradition. There was already greatness when I got here. It wasn't anything that I needed to, to do or change when it came to that aspect, to just build on that tradition. To allow that tradition to continue was important, not to come in and be like, well, I'm new and this is how we're gonna do this. Um, that would have been the wrong approach, to come in and, and just be like, what do you guys do that's great? To sit back for a year and be like, what, what works and what can I build upon? Um, was probably I think was very vital to to that success and then getting the coaches to to know each other more I think was something um to make them realize that they're all on the same team the coaches are, are my team so to get them to know you know each other and and to work together so maybe there there wasn't um it just makes it just makes when one sport is successful it's easier for all the sports to be successful behind that when they're all working together it's an easy way to get other sports to be successful. What's something that you're doing now um, that is helping foster that uh, sense of community with the coaches, what they're, they are supporting each other? Um, well, before COVID, <laughs> there were certain things we do. Um, we, we always have, um, when I have my meetings, I try to make it like a dinner. And, and to have it be more of like sit down and eat and talk and then we'll have our meeting. And um, at the end, I try to do some sort of like end of the year thing where all my coaches can come together and not work setting, whether it's a party or whatever that is. So they can just hang out and talk and, and be like, great job, everybody. Like coaches do a lot for our athletes and they don't get recognized enough for it. So just my little ways of appreciation, I make sure um, every year I get them, um, you know, thank you for being here. Here's a polo, here's a water bottle. Like understand like, um, Last year I got them some book bags and, and I was like, as I gave them to them, purposely was like, as cheesy it may sound, like, please understand, like, this is a token of my appreciation for everything that you're doing for athletes. So when you're having a bad day, just remember how much our bad game or got some bad calls or whatever, just remember how much um, the athletes appreciate it and I did appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's some good stuff. You mentioned COVID, so let's go ahead and go there. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, it's had a huge impact uh, on athletes, on everyone. Um, I'm curious, what were some things that you did this past spring when spring sports were initially shut down? Uh, what'd you do with your kids and your coaches? And then 
understanding that um, in, in Florida, anyway, you know, we have a, a variety of responses. Uh, what's going on right now with Manatee High School with regards to summer conditioning and, and possible reopening? Um, well, COVID has hit um, home very much here in the last week. We have lost a member of our athletic family to COVID uh, last week. So it is very uh, fresh for us right now. Um, when it came to how we shut sports down, I guess, in March, we were on spring break when it happened. So it was kind of a unique time because we went on Friday with the understanding that we were off for a week. And um, then we were going to, you know, come back and we got shut down while we were already off. So there was never a chance to come back and get going and be like, hey, tomorrow's our last day. Take your stuff out of your locker. Um, we had to do things like uniform drive-through, drive-bys, drive-throughs <laughs> um, to collect uniforms. And what we did is we bagged all the stuff that was in a locker and gave that back to the, to the students so they could have their stuff while they're at home. We didn't want their stuff to be stuck in lockers here at the school. I can't come on campus to get it. Um, I sent out some survey monkey surveys to my coaches to try to keep up with, like, what do you guys need? If you're, you're in contact with the, with the kids, are they all right? Are they contact everybody and make sure they're okay? Um, and does anyone need help with assistance? Like, does everyone have a laptop and internet? Like, that type of stuff we were trying to reach out to make sure everybody was okay with that. Um, my county started on June 15th, we started doing um, conditioning. And we have three phases of it how we were going through it. Um, we've been kind of stuck in a modified phase one, I would say, and we're hoping on Monday of this next week, we're gonna start um, maybe introducing some sports specific equipment, finally. Um, but what we've had to do for the kids to come back, because they've been great, you know, they're social distancing, I've painted M's on the ground, so they don't have to think about it too much. They can kind of just stand on an M. Um, you know, wearing the face masks and the check-in, my trainer has been vital in the success of how quickly our check-ins have been going in and we we've been bringing kids in tens of pot and pods of 10. so the check-in times are different and all the coaches and the kids and the trainers have all been working very hard together and i think that's the important part like all of them together is what's making it go smoothly and successfully right now well, i appreciate you sharing that um what's going on right now with your school as far as um you know conditioning and making that transition to uh, fall sports? Um, so next week we're going to start having sports specific equipment and then the following week which would be the 24th um, you know pending what the board meeting is is you know we're, we're may start that day. Um, we're going to have to figure out a couple of things which I think all schools are going to have to do and our, our school is going back three different ways. You're either going back the students have the choice of going back five days a week hybrid e-learning so i'm just gonna have to try to figure out we have um our campus is a neighborhood campus so we're gonna figure out more specifics you know if it's a hybrid student that's coming back to play sports wh where are they going to park where are they going to enter and at what time you know all those logistics um that's what kind of what we're trying to iron out now as we get prepared to finally start again yeah, there's just so much more than just scheduling games and, uh, and handing out uh, uniforms. Um, something else we've been talking about on these podcasts, this past spring, uh, we saw just such an increase in awareness about social issues, uh, social justice. Uh, I'm curious, 
from your perspective, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors with our communities, with our kids, our coaches, uh, to do a better job uh, in this uh, area of you know social awareness? Hmm. That's, a, that's a hard question. Um, I think I think that I don't. I wish that we didn't have to see people as a, a male or a female or a, by race. I wish it was just everybody's a blank canvas and you could just, and, and to try to view people that way. So, so the unjust I think would kind of disappear if it's just an athlete, not a Caucasian athlete or an African-American athlete or, or coach or, or vice versa. So I think, um, especially now with everything going on with, with, with COVID and with the social injustice, it's a very um, important time. We're, we're moving forward, we're sensitive to all of those issues. And I just think that um, it's important to remember, at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer, we all have the same blood, we all the same muscles. Well, you're gonna throw a ball the same way, regardless of what you look like. So, and I, I just want, I hope that all of my coaches, all my students, everybody remembers that. Yeah, and I think sports, historically has done, let's say, a better job, uh, you know, because it is, you know, very much merit-based. You know, you, you work hard, you hustle, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, you know, that's going to stick out to your teammates and your coaches. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Staffs don't lie. Let's go and shift gears a little bit. What are some of your uh, favorite parts about being the athletic director? What gets you excited about coming to school each day? Uh well, obviously the athletes. I'm sure every athletic director says that. But obviously the athletes. That is, uh, that is definitely what what does it. You know, I like to try to figure out ways to make um, things easier for my coaches. And the easier it is for my coaches, the more my coaches are going to be able to coach my athletes. And it's going to be a trickle down effect. Um, one of the things I, I want to really impress upon my athletes is that if you want to, if you love athletics, you love being part of sports. You don't have to be an athlete to be part of it for the rest of your life. You know, you could be a coach, you could be a trainer, you could be a lawyer, you could be a team doctor, you could be equipment. There's so many things that you can do that you're involved as part of the team. It doesn't necessarily, just because you're not the starter or you're not going to get a scholarship doesn't mean your athletic hopes and dreams are over. So that's something I really want to try to implement on our student athletes, that there's a huge team behind every star that people just don't see. Oh, I think that is so true. Um, you know, now compared to a hundred years ago when I was in high school, you know, there's just so many more teams. Uh, there was no soccer. There was no lacrosse when I was in high school. And so there's just a lot more opportunities on the field, but those opportunities that you mentioned, you know, being a, a manager, a scorekeeper, you know, we have a young man at our school who's an uh, announcer for our varsity games, uh, does a wonderful job. So I just think that's a, a great idea of yours to, uh, get kids involved in the athletic experience, you know, maybe not from the traditional uh, field or court, but still involved nonetheless. Yeah. Well, Danielle, uh, we've come to the end, but uh, we're not done. Um, <laughs> we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You're an experienced AD now, and you're getting ready to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job but I'm only gonna let you put three things in their toolbox. What's gonna go in Danielle LaPointe's athletic director toolbox? 
just three things is difficult. Um, but I would say one of the things that has worked the, the farthest for me is communication. Communication is so important, whether it's good news or bad news or just um, repetitive. The, the communicating with your coaches is, is important, but on top of that, coaching your coaches. I think coaching the coaches is so important. You wear so many different hats as an athletic director. Sometimes you're going to be out of the field. Sometimes you know, you're going to be in here after a bad game. You're going to have, and you're going to have to try to talk your coach down. There's going to be so many different roles that you play as a, as a liaison between the parents and just coaching coaches how to get through all of that, but also communicating with them, understanding like, this is the bylaw. I know you don't like it, but this is why. And having explaining to them why we're doing what we're doing, I think coaches are a lot more apt to maybe, they don't have to agree, but maybe um, once they understand why, which more likely to follow it and, and, and be okay with it. So I think that would probably be my first one. Um, the second one could be a thick skin. That's what it would be. You're not going right off of what I just said. You're not going to make everybody um, happy all the time. It's impossible, especially if you're at a really large school, whether it's the coaches or the parents or the athletes. But you need to do what's best for your athletic program. And sometimes that is um, making hard decisions. So you got to do it. And, and just know that you're doing the right thing for your program so you can sleep at night. Um, so six kids would be helpful. And then I would say my third thing goes back to what we talked about more. I would say my contact information or a local athletic director of theirs contact information because the mentoring part of it, whenever we have a new AD come in, I try to reach out and let them know, like, if you need anything, like, please don't be afraid to call or text or email because having somebody that can just help you is just huge. It's going to, I really think it is vital to the success of new athletic directors, especially as there's so many compliance issues and stuff that that's on top of it. So um, the mentor ADs and mentoring the, the small, the, the younger ones is just huge. Uh, great advice. Uh, really appreciate you sharing. Well, we've been visiting with uh, Dr. Danielle LaPointe from Manatee High School. Uh, Danielle, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Educational AD Podcast. I want to remind you that the Zoom recording of this interview is also available on YouTube on the Educational AD channel. Thanks again for listening.